to be our prayer, Lord. That there would always be a move of your spirit happening in our lives. That we'd be open and willing to, to hear what you would say to us, what you want to do in our lives, how you want to shape us, Lord. And I pray now as we, we open your scripture, as we, we have a look at your word, may your spirit move upon that and allow us to, to leave here more in tune with your spirit and what you are at work doing in our lives and in our world. Continue to work on who we are as your church, we pray. We worship you, Lord. Amen. Well, good morning. Oh, we're going ha- to have to try that again. Good morning. Hey, there we go. Now you've earned your seats. You can take a seat. It's good to, good to be here. If we haven't met before, my name's Ryan. I'm one of the team here, and it's... I love gathering uh, on Sunday mornings and uh, being here, able to, to worship God. If you're online, a, a special welcome uh, to you, wherever you are. Why don't you, why don't you shout us out with your favorite emoji? Uh, put it up there. It'll be really random for the, for the guys looking at the stream, all these emojis just coming down. So do that. Let us know where, where you are and where you're from. But it's, it's good uh, to, to be here as the, the church today. And uh, as you can see on the screen there, I want to dive into some scriptures today around the idea of what it what it means and what it looks like as, as God's people uh, to be still. Uh, what, what does it mean for us to, to be still, to take time, to, to chill out a little bit, to, to hear from God, to make that a priority and a, a focus uh, in our lives? I don't know about you, but I feel like uh, my holidaying has gone right down since the, the pandemic. I'm not a, a huge fan, and no offense to anyone who is, is holidaying in the Southwest. Do we have any people who like holidaying like in the Southwest or hitching up the caravan and going to Coral Bay, um, more of like a take an aeroplane somewhere kind of guy. Um, and so obviously that hasn't happened a lot in the last couple of years. But the more I kind of talk to people, uh, the more there seems to be this overwhelming urge to, to want to take a break, uh, to, to get away, maybe to, to chill out a little bit. I feel like that has gone down a lot since we haven't been able to do that as much. I mean, even for a little while, you couldn't even go past Mandra. Remember that? Like a couple of years ago, they're like the police would set up a board and like, you cannot go past uh, here. You can't go any further north than uh, Lancelin or, or wherever it was. We, we, we've become very contained. And I think what that's done is it's caused some fatigue, hasn't it? I don't know about you. I've taken less holidays uh, in the last couple of years than probably what I would normally take. And when, we talk, when I talk to people, there seems to be this feeling of, I just want to take a break. And there is this part of us that wants to just get home, and, and what do we want to do? We want to chill out, we want to turn on the TV, we want to relax. And there is this idea of relaxing, but I believe that's very different to being still. Uh, one, of the, one of the ways I guess I could describe this is if I bought little, has anyone owned AirPods? I love like little Apple things, you, you know that about me. I, I had like a, a normal pair of AirPods, I bought them kind of straight away. And as Apple tend to do, they bring out a better product as soon as you seem to buy that product to entice you to buy again. Um, And what I found on the new pair and what kind of made me want to buy them is they had two modes. Uh, So they have like a, what they call a transparency mode. And then they also have noise cancelling mode. And transparency mode allows you to still kind of be in tune with what's happening around you. Like you can kind of have your music playing and you can kind of hear a little bit of what's going on in the background. But then when you hit noise cancelling mode, and I love it, there's this little button on the side that you just hold it down, and you can almost feel it change inside your ears. It, it blocks everything out. Uh, so much so that I was sitting upstairs a little while ago, working with my back to the stairs. Not a, not a great move. Uh, it's kind of that horror movie scenario. You can't see anything. You can't hear anything. 
It was kind of dark outside and uh, Nick, uh, our chef in 115, some of you will know him, he was trying to get my attention, which normally he does by yelling at the bottom of the stairs, to the top of the stairs, and I'm in transparency mode, so normally I would hear him. This time I was in noise-canceling mode. Uh, he came all the way up the stairs and got so close to me, he put his hand on my shoulder, which caused me to leap out of my chair, uh, possibly need to go change my pants, and then come and have a conversation with him. Uh, completely freaked me out. And there is this idea that we can say, I just need to relax. I just want to chill out. I just need to take a break. And really, all we're doing is living in transparency mode. Maybe it's turning on Netflix. Maybe it's watching a movie. Maybe it's going to have a, a coffee with friends. Now, see, all these things I'm listing aren't actually terrible things. But I think what we've lost sometimes as people of faith is the ability to go to noise-canceling mode, where we just switch off everything going around us and make a conscious decision to be still, to take a break, to relax, but also to take the ability to be still and hear from God. You know, I, I truly believe that God is, is constantly wanting to be in communication with His people. That as we go about our days, as we go about our weeks, that it's not a, a weekly gathering where we, we come together on Sunday and hear from God. Gathering on Sundays is, is important. Tuning in online is, is important. But the reality is there needs to be a rhythm in our lives where we say, I'm, I need to make some time to cancel some noise and just spend some time being still and connecting with God. And when you look in the Word, Jesus is a, a perfect example of this. And I think for me, if it's good enough for Jesus to take time out and be still, then it's got to be good enough for me. Jesus lived the, the busiest three years of life that anybody had ever lived. Like, read through kind of any of the Gospels and you'll see Jesus is always what? Going from place to place. He's always doing something. Someone's always finding him. He's always healing someone. He's, he's teaching to the, the thousands. He's, he's doing all of these things. Yet we'll see through a few of these scriptures that one regular thing that Jesus does is takes time to get away from the noise, to be still and connect with the Father. And we'll start, we're going to look at a few different verses here. We're going to jump around a little bit and have a look at what this looked like for Jesus. And in Mark 1, 35, 37, it says this. Before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray. Later, Simon and the others went out to find him. When they found him, they said, everybody is looking for you. Jesus gets up early, takes a few moments. By the time he's taken his few moments to pray. Immediately, there's, what, people looking for him already. Everyone's looking for you. As I was reading kind of into this a little bit, what they think is this must have been a pattern of Jesus's because they knew where to find him. See, when you read through it, it says Jesus went to an isolated place to pray. Generally, when you go somewhere isolated, it means it's, you're by yourself. Maybe you're a little bit more difficult to find. But so much so, the disciples were like, we've got to go find Jesus. Oh, he's, he, the thought is he's probably gone to that place that he goes to to pray that he got up before daybreak, he got up early, he got up before everybody else. And the biggest thing I see from this is if we want to be a kind of people that connect with God and hear from God and make that, a, I guess, the, a part of our lives is it takes prioritizing. That we have to make it a habit. What you can see for Jesus is that this is a habit in his life. And I know for me, habits don't always come easy. Like I don't always... Uh, you know, I have great intentions in life. I, I, I always go, I'm going to be this kind of person. 
and I'm going to get the habits in place. And then I look at December 31 and go, all right, January 1, I'm going to get the habits in place and I'm going to build a new rhythm into my life. And a, and a couple of years ago, one of the things that I wanted to change in my life was some habits and, and rhythm around kind of exercise and fitness. And as you can see, I've done that. Not at all. But the reality was one of the things I realized very quickly was to build any kind of rhythm of exercise as a habit in my life was that the rhythm of time that it was going to take was early in the morning. And so I would think about that and go, early in the morning, I'm going to, I've got great intentions. I'm going to get up early, I'm going to exercise, and then I'm going to be ready for work. And you know what? I would get up and get ready for work. And this would continue. And, and I'm like, what is the problem with me? And I would always say the problem with me is I'm not a morning person. Turns out I wasn't a night person either because I wouldn't do it at night time. <laughs> and it turned out the time that was convenient for me to do that was not the convenient time for anything else in my life. Like I had a job, I had a nine to five, I couldn't just go at lunchtime. Even though I was like, Dean, can I just, you know, go work out at lunchtime every now and again? But the reality was what it was going to take was a few times a week I would have to get up at about 5, 5.05 is the time. There you go, I'll share with you. So 5.05 is when my first alarm goes off, Tyler. Then there's 10 more. No, no time for that. The alarm goes off, got to get up early, got to do it. I do not to this day like getting up at 5.05 in the morning. In fact, anybody who comes across my path at that time, actually I was having a conversation with someone on one of our teams this morning. He said, I saw you Friday morning, you didn't look very happy. I'm like, it was 5.05 and I was exercising. Who's happy at 5.05 exercising? Now, I could still look and say, I'm not a morning person. I don't enjoy getting up early. But if it was important enough to me to make something a priority in my life, I would choose that that would be what I would do. I'd get up early and build that into the rhythm of my life. So often, we're too busy with the urgent, loud, important things to make time for the still things that nobody else will notice, whether we do or don't do it. But the benefit in our life is huge. Jesus was willing to get up before his busy day, before everyone was going to be around him, before he's going to have to preach and travel and spend time with the disciples and, and do everything that he had to do to go and connect with the Father. The question I constantly ask myself is, where does this rhythm of being still and spending time with the Father regularly show up in my life? Or how often is it one of those intentions where I go, I'm going to do this, and then I let all the loud things get in the way get to the end of my day and go, I didn't do it again. Even though I know it's going to be important. If we want to be people who can, who can reap the benefits of faith and spending time with, with the Lord and, and letting him lead us and guide us, is we've got to make it a priority. We've got to look at our lives and go, where, not where does this fit, but where am I making this a regular part of my life? And for you, maybe that is, it's getting up early and that's easy and you can do that and it's a simple choice. Maybe it is that thing you like to do before you go to bed to, to kind of finish your day. Maybe you do have the ability and the rhythm to kind of go do it in the middle of the day. That, that, there's, there's no kind of, the Bible doesn't say thou shalt get up at 4 a.m. and pray. Like Jesus doesn't work like that, but what he does ask us to do is, is find time to be still and spend it with him. And so it's not about the most convenient time, but it's going to be where am I prioritizing this and making it work? And if we can do that, I believe all the other things we're going to see through these scriptures will flow. But it takes work and it takes prioritizing. You know, we see in Mark 6, 45, 46, it says this, immediately after this, so he, Jesus has just done uh, a bunch of ministry. It says, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and head across the lake to Bethsaida. When he sent the people home, 
after telling everyone goodbye, he went up to the hills by himself to pray. Jesus is a good guy, isn't he? Like, he sends his disciples off before the service is finished, if you will. Nah, you guys just go, take some time. I'll dismiss the people. So he says goodbye to all the people. And then what does he do? He immediately takes off to be by himself. Immediately takes off to, again, spend some time in silence, go up to the hills and and pray and spend time with God. And here's the thing, I believe that when we do this, what happens is it, it recharges us. There's something about the noise of life in all, even in all the good things we can do, in all the busyness and noise of life, that it can leave us feeling drained. I believe through this time, we've taken less time to recharge because, you know, for a while I was like, my recharge area was my home where I was also working, where I was also having family time, where I was also having my holidays because I couldn't go anywhere. Like it, it was the, we've, we've kind of, our rhythm and our worlds have been kind of reshaped by the seasons that we're living in. But I think when I look at my life, sometimes I haven't adapted to that to keep my priorities the same. And it can just become draining. We can just become on autopilot. You know, a little bit of the way I would describe it, and and we'll put this image up in just a second, but this is like my worst nightmare image. I don't know about you, but you go to a Monday morning, you go to get your week started, and this happens. Bang. Maybe it's your phone, maybe it's your, your computer. I often will kind of go set up myself a nice little spot in 1.15 to do some work and I'll open up my laptop and that's what I see. I'm like, oh, there's no PowerPoint around here. There's like, I have to go and redo everything. We, I believe that we can sometimes spiritually get to this place. Maybe you, you don't, can't articulate what it is, but you just feel flat. Just feel like there's no spark, there's no charge, there's no desire for the things of God in your life and we've let our battery get so flat that we can sporadically just put it on charge and just get just a little bit. Like maybe, oh, I'll just go to church on Sunday. Just gave me just a little bit. Oh, I've got five minutes. I'll just read, maybe I'll just read a verse. You know, the best thing to, to be able to do, and often most of us will do this, is plug your phone in for a consistent period of time and let it charge. So you're not running from kind of charger to charge. You know, oh, I've got to put it in the car for six minutes on my way to work so I can just get six minutes worth of charge. You know, to be, to be refreshed and recharged takes being plugged in and connected for a significant period of time. You know, for me, I wish often I wish my phone would charge faster so that a little amount of time that it needs to be connected for would be quicker. You know, like the AirPods are flat and you're like, oh no, I've let the case go flat. Now they're all flat. Quick, how quickly can this charge? Is there a bigger power plug I can buy to make this go faster? Because I just need, I need my, oh. imagine we approach to the way we kind of look after our devices sometimes and had them connected to different things so they were charged. Imagine that's how we approach our spiritual life with God. Oh, I just need a charge. I'm going to just take some time. I'm going to connect with the Father and walk out and be spiritually recharged, ready to take on all those things, good and sometimes hard. We need to be able to recharge. Matthew 26, 36 says this, And when Jesus went with them to the olive grove called Gethsemane, And he said, sit here while I go over there to pray. He took Peter and Zebedee, two sons, James and John, and he became anguished and distressed. He told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. He went on a little farther and bowed down with his face to the ground, praying, my father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will to be done 
mine. Now, this is by far the worst moment of Jesus' life. Coming to the kind of the end of that season of, of the, the, the time spent ministering to the disciples, he knows it's his time to go to the cross. He knows the worst of what lies ahead of him is about to come. What does he do? Goes to be alone with the Father to pray. You know, there's this tendency in us when we go through hard times that we don't always want to be by ourselves. I love this picture of Jesus taking the disciples with him and then going, hey, can a couple of you come with me? And he takes them a little further on, but then he just says to them, keep watch with me while I, and I go, and what does he do? He goes, he goes just to be just that little bit further by himself with the Father and says what? Not my, not my, I, I don't want to go through this. He said, I don't, I don't want to walk through what I'm about to walk through, but not my will, but yours. And then he goes, he does the same. He does this three times, Jesus. If there's any other way that this could occur, if there's any other way that this could be accomplished, if there's any other way that your will could be accomplished, let it be that way. But not what I want, but what you want. You know, there's this idea of being alone and connected with God that allows us to see what he would want for our lives. It allows him to see us to see things clearer. It allows us to see what he wants to do in our lives. But ultimately, it would give us, I believe, the peace to deal with what lies ahead in life. That there would be this sense of just before he's about to walk through it. Quick double check. Is this definitely the way it's going ahead? Yes, it is. Okay, well, not my will, but yours. You know what my, not my will, but yours is? That's living in peace. To be able to go, I'm about to walk through something that I have no desire to go through. I'm in a season of life right now where my life is difficult. I'm in a life right now where I'm going through something I have no control over. You know what? Not my will, Lord, but yours. You know what? Not what I want for my life, what you want for my life. Wouldn't it be amazing if that would be how we're defining our lives? You know, I feel like there's been a lot of talk about the last two years of our life and what we've been through and all the, the different things that have happened and there's been panic buying and there's been all sorts of things that have gone on. There's been differences of political opinions. You know, last weekend, kind of all you guaranteed has changed. We wake up, I wake up, I'm like, oh, we've got a new prime minister. What does that mean? No idea. Cool, let's just... There's always change. There's always things that happen that go beyond our control. We're always going to walk through things in life that are not the way we'd want it to go. And there's this tendency for us as Christians to think that if I just pray to God, he will bring the helicopter. He will swoop right on down. He's going to pick me up and he's going to drag me out. You know, that's not the God that we serve. He is not off at a distance going call triple zero. I don't know, what would it be, call 777? And I'll fly in with my, my Jesus helicopter and I'll scoop down, pick you up, take you out of whatever it is you're going through and, and take you safely to the next thing. You know, Jesus modeled exactly what it would be like to have to walk through things that in a human capacity you have no desire to walk through. And please hear me today, I'm not here to belittle whatever it is you're going through. This is not a, you know what, just be stronger or hey, you know what, just get over your problem. It's not that at all. I am conscious as I stand here today, there are people walking through difficult things that maybe I will never walk through, that I will never understand. But what I do know is, is that Jesus understands them. And if we want peace in our lives and we want this assurance that God is in control, we'd have to be willing to hand over to him, to be alone and say, you know what, not, I don't understand this, but I'm sure you do, and so I'm just going to trust you. I think the one thing that can define God's people, there's a few things that can define God's people from, from everybody else in the world. 
And it's not that we would act better than anybody else. It's not that we're, we are better than anyone else. It's not that we have better lives than anyone else. But one of the things I truly believe that can distinguish what God is doing in our lives from what everyone else is going through in the world is that we could be people who walk in peace. That when things don't go our way, there's just a peace about it. That when someone rubs us up the wrong way, we don't, we don't respond like everyone else in the world would respond. But there's this response of peace. There's this response of calm. There's this response of, I just trust in my God and what he's doing. And I trust that if I am faithful to him, he'll be faithful to me. And I'll be able to walk through whatever it is that's right in front of me. Jesus goes into the worst season of his life. And there's this calmness and there's peace about him, isn't there? They, all these things, they try and rouse him up. All the conversations with Pilate. You know, you remember over Easter, kind of we went through that series of the conversations between Jesus and Pilate and the journey that he went on. Jesus never get, gets angry. In fact, Peter gets angry. That was his thing. I feel like that's probably what I would have done in the garden, got angry. And Jesus is like, hey, just come on, man. That's, that, like, we don't do that. Like, that's not how we behave. And he responds with love and peace. And there's this calm about him, despite going through what none of us would survive going through. There's a calm and peace about him. And I believe it comes from his connection with the Father. And this idea to go, I'm so connected to you that it's not your will, but mine. And I'm willing to hear your will. I'm willing to put to one side what's going on in my life. I'm willing to put to one side what I might go through so that there might be this peace in my life to walk in your will. You know, if I look at my life, I don't always respond in this way. Sometimes I, often I will respond in, in ways that I would choose to do differently if I had my time again. Or I come out of a season and go, why, what, like, why was there so much worry in that? Sometimes it'll be a 24 hour period and go, what was I so worried about? Why, why did I just not sleep properly? Like, what, what, what is going on in my life? And, it, and so often I'll take it back to, when was the last time I spent time alone with God? Did I try and wrestle this issue for myself or did I trust that he would take care of it? Because there's never anything to be gained out of worry. Worry is a human response. Anxiety and I'm not getting into all the psychological terms of things here, but they are not things that come from God. What comes from God is this idea of being recharged, having peace. Not your will, but my will. Not, not a helicopter, but a, a God that's willing to walk through the muck with us to, to see us come out the other side. And I, I believe we just want to be a people of peace. A people that can trust God. Trust what he's doing in our lives and trust that whatever it is we're going through, good or bad, that he is in it with us. But oh, do we take the time to be still and connect with him and allow him to walk through it with us. I know that I want to be the kind of person that does that. But when I look at the priorities in my life, sometimes it's this turmoil that gets kind of in the way. Sometimes it's the good things that I go, life's just going so well right now. I'm just running at 100% and it's all good and, and, I, and I can kind of forget about where God fits into that picture. But I've never spent time with God and regretted it. Never spent time with God alone and gone, geez, I wish I had done all those other things I, I needed to do. Like th that was a waste. I've never felt like it's a waste of time. But so often it's the loud things that seem to get in my way all the things that other people might want me to do, all the other things that I rate as being important. What I'm saying is I don't rate 
spending time with God as much as, that's, as that. I want to be the person that rates spending time with God and, and being alone with Him and being still and quiet. Making that a priority above everything else. And seeing the effect that that has in my life. Remember, we went on, I might ask the band to, to join us. I went on a, we went on a staff retreat a couple of years ago and I was like, here we go, we're going to go. Oh, it was a staff day, I think it was a planning day. So I'm like, cool, I got, like, got all my staff, you know, like write down my plans and I'm sure Dean's going to deliver all this really great vision for us and it's going to be a great day, going to come back ready with a hundred things to do. And we get there and he's like, all right, the way we're going to start today is you've got two hours just to go and be quiet. I was like, sorry, what? He's like, leave your phones here. You can take a Bible if you want. No devices. I'm like, what? No, no, no. AirPods? Can I have my phone like over here and just have my headphones in? I need some noise. He's like, you just need to take the time to be still and, and write down maybe what God might say to you. Read some scripture, pray. I was like, man, have, have you, two hours is a long time. Like it's a long time to do nothing. I'm like, I reckon I'll do this for a little while, have a quick sleep, wake up. <laughs> Be still for a bit longer and, and come back. And he's like, just, just trust me, go, go, go spend the time. So we go, we, we, we spend the time and I reckon for the first hour, I just couldn't like shut off. Like God's talking to me about what I need to do in 10, like, you know, I'm like I got all these things and, and my mind just kept kind of ticking really fast. And then I'm like, oh, I better write down what that is. Oh no, I can't, I've got nothing. <laughs> you know, like, and then the second hour, time seemed to just kind of, not stand still, but there was a calmness about what was happening in my mind. And then I felt like I was actually able to be still. You know, sometimes we, we have a moment and we spend it thinking about something else. But what we need to recognise is that our world that we live in is loud. There is a lot that goes on. I'll so often be like, I'm just going to take 15 minutes to be still. And then I look and I've like scrolled through TikTok for 40. You know, like it's, that's the kind of world we live. Oh, I'm just going to take a moment to myself. I'm going to look at the news. That's terrifying. You know, oh, I'm going to take 15 minutes just to, to spend some time by myself. Oh, yep, I was on, on Facebook. Yep, on foxsports.com. You know, like that is not being still. That's still allowing the noise. That's transparency. That's, and there's a time for that. But there needs to be a time in our life where we would take enough time to just be completely still and still our minds and clear our minds of everything that's going on. And then and only then do I believe we can truly turn to God and say, well, what do you have to say to me? I don't want to just give you a five-minute conversation. I don't want to just throw my prayers up and hope that you do something about it. I don't want to only think about you on Sunday when I log on to church or I, I rock up in the building. I want there to be a regular, consistent pattern of spending time with you in my life. That I walk through recharge, that I walk through this life with peace. And live a life that says, not, you, not my will, Lord, but yours. And I think, what could happen in my life if I did that all the time? What clarity would come to my life if I allowed God to speak to me? in times of silence instead of trying to grab something when I needed it. And so as we wrap up today, I got the band up here and they're going to they're gonna lead us in a song in a moment. This song ironically is called Be Still. 
And it sings about being still and knowing who is God. It, mean, it talks about having peace in our lives. One of the lines in there is, you can correct me if I'm wrong because you'll sing it later, but it's, it's peace when my thoughts wage war. I don't know about you, but often my thoughts wage war in my life. Being, feeling like I'm being pulled from left to right. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. There's this going on. And in those moments of being still, it feels like my mind is at war with what I should be engaging in and what I am engaging in. And so as we wrap up, we're going we're gonna to sing this song. And I wanted to create a moment where, and it's a short moment, but where we could just sing this song and pray it to God. You know what I, I love about songs is there's authors like you know, our team here that can write songs that articulate things about God, about what my response and my heart should be to God that I could never articulate myself. And so this song is not just a, a song that we listen to or that has a catchy tune, but so often those, those words, what they are, are prayers. I believe as we, we sing this, we can be praying that we would learn to be still and know who is God in our lives. That there would be a peace in our lives that passes all understanding. And that we would no longer be defined by things that the world define people by. But we would be a people who say, not your will, but mine. Not your will, Lord, but mine. I'm going to see things the way you see them. I'm going to walk through this life not looking for a recharge from anywhere else, but a recharge from your presence. And that ultimately we will walk in peace. So we're going we're gonna to allow the team to sing that over us. But the other thing I wanted to do is practically to encourage you, is have a look at your life. Have a look at your nine to five. Maybe pull up your calendar, whatever you use. Maybe it's a written calendar. Maybe it's an eye calendar. Whatever it might be, where you, where you schedule your time. And have a look and see. Just, just have a look and see, where does it appear? Being still. And if you don't find it anywhere, maybe there's a, a time for you to take this week to go, where can I make this a habit? Where can I begin to prioritize this in my life? Where will I choose to put this in my life? Where I create moments to be still with God, to cancel out all the other noise and spend time with God. We'll write it in there. And then when it pops up on there, Reminder, 10 minutes, be still. Don't silence it. Begin to walk it out in your life. And you know what? This is, I'm not telling you to do this because it's for my benefit, but if I do this, it's for my benefit. And if you do it, it's for your benefit. And if we all do it, it's for the benefit of the kingdom. That God's people would be defined by being still and allowing God to move in and out of our lives. So I'm going to ask you to, to stand across this place. I would love to pray for us. And I want to encourage you during this song, don't be thinking about what's for lunch. I know often I think about that. Not, don't be thinking about how long is the line going to be for coffee at the, at the end of the service. Don't be thinking about tomorrow's Monday and i got all these things i got to get to. Because you know what? We all have that to some degree. But take a moment just to block out everything else. To pray these words. Maybe for you, you don't even want to sing. You just want to be quiet. You might want to just kneel. Maybe you might want to just stand with your hands open to, to receive something from God's presence. But whatever it looks like for you in this moment, just to go, I'm going to block out everything else. There's no transparency mode going on here. There's no ability to hear anything else. I just want to be still and know you are God. Lord, I just pray. Firstly, I thank you that you are a God who 
cares about your people, that you're not off to the distance, you're not away from us, not just looking down on us, asking us to do better and be better, but you are a God who desires our attention and our focus and wants to connect with us. And so, Lord, I pray that we would be a people who choose to prioritize spending time with you in our lives. Lord, that you would bring those moments of peace and clarity and and recharge to our lives. But most of all, we would just take delight in spending time with you, hearing from you, sharing time with you. And so, Lord, I pray whilst these moments will be short, Lord, that there would be this moment where we could stand as your church and we could sing these words, be still and know you are God. And that they would not just be simple words, but they would be a truthful declaration that you are God, that we would steal everything else. And in this moment, you would speak to us. For those of us that need a little bit of a recharge, Lord, I pray that you would bring that. Lord, for those of us who need a dose of peace in our lives, I pray that you would bring that. Lord, all across this building and in every room, every house that people are engaging with you today, Lord, I pray that your spirit would move and that we would be still and know that you are God. Thank you, team.
wonder in the the few moments that we have left if we could just take a moment of just quiet together maybe you're at home take a moment in your your living room just to or wherever you are just to to kind of be quiet I'm going to get the band just to just to play gently maybe you just want to close your eyes and just be still towards what God might say to you in this moment you know we don't get many of these moments set up for us where we can just come and be still before God So let's just take a moment to do that. sense as I was praying this morning on my my way here that a big element of what God wanted to do this morning was just bring some peace to some restless souls. And I don't know if that resonates with you in this, this place and in your season of life and what you're going through, but I get a sense that the Lord would want some people to leave here today after engaging with God's presence with more peace in their life than, than worry. 
And maybe for you it is that idea that your thoughts wage war. Maybe there is a, a season you're going through where there is a, a sense of fear of the unknown of, of what is, or the known of, of what is to come. And whilst I don't stand here with really any answers for anything anyone would go through today, the one thing I do know is that when we give our anxiety and our, and our fear and our worry to God, that He can bring peace. The Bible talks about peace that surpasses all understanding. And so my prayer would be that we could walk out of here with a little bit less of what we walked in with and walk out with a bit more of God's peace in our lives. And so I'm going to ask the team just to to sing those words over us one more time. Peace when my fear takes hold. Peace when my thoughts wage war. And if that is you today and you would like to leave here with that greater sense of peace, there's an opportunity to respond to what God is doing in this moment. And I just ask you to maybe open up your hands and just open up your hands to receive some peace of God today. Maybe there is something you feel like you need to hand over. You know, often you'll see people raise their hands in church. And it's a simple act of surrender to say, I'll I'll just surrender my life to you. You know, we often say, I'll surrender my life to you, I'll follow you, but I'm going to hold on to the things that I think I can control. I'm going to hold on to the things that, tightly to the things that bring me worry sometimes. But maybe for you, it is just a physical act of going, I'm going to surrender what is going on in my life to you. And Lord, I pray that you would replace it with your peace. And so if that is you, I encourage you, don't be shy in that. Receive what God has for you today. Sing these songs as a, as a prayer. Sing them as a declaration of God's truth over your own life. And as His Spirit moves amongst us, I believe we walk out of here with a bit more of God's peace in our lives. It's not a nice moment. It's not fuzzy words on a screen. It's the reality of what we can live and walk through in our lives. So team, would you lead us? Let's sing these words. Let's de- declare them as your truth this morning. God's peace in our lives. Sing your peace. Cause you are peace to a restless soul You are peace when my thoughts wage war You are peace to the anxious heart That's who you are That's who you are You are peace when my takes hold You are peace when I feel enclosed You are peace when I lose control
great to gather together. And our prayer would be you, you can go out of here full of the, the peace of God in your life. And I encourage you not to, to run off. Uh, feel free to, to hang around, connect with one another, grab some coffee, maybe grab some lunch, go see the youth team. What an incredible opportunity to, to take away some barriers for some young people to be able to go and have encounters with God. We also have our city worship night tonight. If you wanted to join us, maybe you're online as well and you want to head into the city, we're going to just spend some time doing this, just worshiping God, taking time to be still and spend time in His presence. So you might want to join us at Ross Memorial 5.30 for a worship night in the city. The last thing I'll say before I pray for us is this. I'm going to encourage you guys to head out and hang out and connect with one another. And But if, maybe you just want to stay in here and just have a, a few more minutes of just being silent. I'm going to set this up. Maybe you guys could just play for a few minutes. Sorry, I know you've been here a long time. But just to create a space where if you just want to take a little bit more time to be still before God, you can do that. And so you don't need to rush out. We'll, we'll leave this place set up nicely for you to be able to spend a few mo- more moments in the presence of God. But I'm going to pray for us and we can, we can head out into the, the rest of our days. Lord, I thank you for moments like this where we can stand as your church together, gather together to be in your presence, to be still before you. Lord, I pray as we, we leave here, you would increase our desire to spend time in your presence and allow you to work in our lives. Lord, we thank you that you are a good God and we give you all the praise and all the honour and all the glory for what you are doing in your church and in our lives. We praise you, God. Amen. Have a great Sunday.